This podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. Welcome to the Life and Style Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Lane. On this podcast, I chat with dreamers and doers about all things life, style, and everything in between. Because it's about so much more than the home or the outfit. It's about the heart and the life behind it. Hello, wonderful Life and Style podcast listeners. I am so glad that you're here today for another episode, and I'm excited to share with you the conversation that I had with my husband, Tim, on the podcast. We recorded it in our living room actually just a couple of days ago, and it was wonderful. So Tim and I met when we were very young in 2010, and we got married in 2015. And so now in 2021, we've been married for six years together for 11. And we have a one and a half year old daughter named Eva Bloom. And um, we really talked a lot about our relationship, things that we've learned um, as just human beings and as parents and spouses um, over the years, as well as um, he really talks a lot about some of his daily rituals and habits that he's implemented and things that he's learned. Um, his style. We talk a little bit about a lot of different things and it was just a really fun conversation. So I hope you enjoy. Listen all the way to the end because there's just so much goodness and um, I will talk to you soon. Enjoy. (laughs) Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks. I'm Tim. Yeah. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Glad to be here. (laughs) Kind of crazy doing a podcast together. Yeah, I know. Here in our living room. Our AC is currently out. We've got some really good fans that are helping. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) We just just got the AC fixed and now we're having another problem. But anyway, we're sitting here across from each other in our living room, in our comfy clothes, sitting across from a very small, across a very small coffee table. Yeah. On the floor. In ice buckets. Yeah, we've got our ice water. And we're recording a podcast together for the first time ever. Yeah. Not your first time to record a podcast. Yeah, but. Or well, my not first, your time. first time. Either. But it's our first time together. What a special milestone. Yeah. Okay, wow. Tim. So let's start this episode out with a little introduction. So tell everybody who you are, how we know each other, and what you do. Well, I'm Tim Barnett. Uh, we've known each other for a daggum long time from Spanish class in high school. So that's a long time ago. Neither of us remember the Spanish, but we remember each other. (laughs) That's all that matters. That is true. Uh, But yeah, I do. I'm a filmmaker and I uh, do landscaping and I father a child and I husband a wife. Oh, uh, we, we probably shouldn't have recorded this late at night. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also sick. I'm sick. Yeah. We're both a little bit sickly, but I'm sicker. Cause yeah. You're more sick for sure. No doubt. Life's harder for me. Yeah. It's, it's worse for you. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. It's harder. Eva's been going to daycare twice a week and, um, getting every virus that she comes in contact with. Honestly, I think she's missed more days than she's actually attended. Every virus, every vi- every virus, but Corona. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's a little summary of who you are: husband, father, filmmaker, landscaper. Did you men- mention fitness? Oh yeah, I work out a lot. It's a big part of 
big part of your life, I would say, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. I'd say so. <laughs> um, okay, so the first part of this episode will be kind of summarizing our relationship, I guess, which will not be an easy feat, but we'll give some some of the main bullet points, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'll I will generally ask the questions and you can answer them, but obviously because you're talking about our relationship, I'll be tuning in. Okay. <laughs> chiming in. <laughs> okay. Um okay. So first question, how did we first meet? Well, we met in Spanish class. We yeah. were you were 14 and I was 15. Yeah. And I was new and Tim was the first person who talked to me. <laughs> what was your first impression of me? Uh, well, thought you were really pretty. You seemed like extroverted, which now I know that's not actually true. Yeah, I'm definitely an introvert, but I come across as an extrovert. Yeah, you're you're uh, in disguise. <laughs> do you remember? Imposter. Like, why did I? What did I do that made you think I was an extrovert? Uh, you just had that vibe. You know, you had the vibe like you had a bunch of friends or something. I don't know. That's but funny. When you walked in, you were alone and I jumped on the opportunity to say, hey. I was very nervous. That was during my phase of life when I wore a lot of tie dye and I wore a lot of fake flowers in my hair. Same. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm going to share my first impression of you as well. Okay. I thought you were really kind, hmm. weirdly mature to be like ninth grade, right? You were in ninth grade. Yeah, I was in 10th grade. You were just really kind and not like being a goofball or a jerk, you know, like a lot of guys were at that time in life, I feel like. (laughs) Um, Obviously, as we got to know know each other, I realized you were a goofball, but in in the best way. And a jerk. No, no. (laughs) Um, But I just thought you were really kind. Honestly, that was my first impression. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um. So, I guess fast forward a little bit, if you want to talk about the in-between time, but tell us about our first date. feels funny me interviewing you about our first date. Yeah. Should we take turns answering these? Or do you want to... Let's let's continue with our current format. Okay. Okay. So, talk about our first date. Well, uh, it was 2010, and there was a little movie flying around that summer called Inception. Uh, so we went to see Inception and it was freaking legend. Uh, the movie was just so awesome. I, I just hadn't seen a movie like that. And I was sharing it with Kaylee Lane, which made it very, very cool. <laughs> and I even actually, Kaylee went out to have a, like a bathroom break or whatever. And I like, don't leave movies. Like I could have my bladder explode, you know, and I just am not going to leave. But <laughs> this is true. Yeah. I left the movie to go through to the bathroom, like stand outside or whatever, because I was being a gentleman. So that says something. <laughs> you were, you really liked me. Yeah. More yeah. than, more than the movie. Yeah. Which is saying quite a bit. I <laughs> ended up seeing the movie several more times in theater. So I, you know, saw that made up I for it. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty awesome. Then we went to Wendy's either before or after. Our parents like drove us through. Yeah. Yeah. All this was us not being able to drive. Yeah. We were completely being dropped off, picked up for all of this, for a lot of our relationship. Wow. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, this wasn't even supposed to be a date. It was supposed to be a big group thing. Yeah. But we knew. We knew deep down. It ended up just being us. Everyone else canceled. 
Yeah, we were kind of hoping everyone would cancel. <laughs> I remember getting home and everyone in my family was like, you just went on your first day. <laughs> it was like teasing me and acting excited. That's funny. I Did was... that happen to you? Uh, well, I saw my brother first and he was like, what did you think of the movie? Because he was really excited for me to see the movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, my mom and dad were both like, you know, teasing me and, and what have you. We were so little. Yeah. We were so young. Um, yeah. <laughs> so how did you know, Tim? How did you know that I was the one? Oh, how did I know? Hmm. Well, I remember a moment that I like kind of decided, I guess, was we were watching Monsters, Inc. in theaters and I was into the movie, but you were like falling asleep because eventually that like you, you were always falling asleep in late night movies and you were just like laying there and I was like kind of patting your head. And I just remember thinking we're going to get married, but I don't really, really? know why. In Monsters, Inc.? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I knew about that Monsters, moment. Monsters, Inc., like where they go to back to or they go to college you know it's like a prequel yeah wow isn't that wild that's very sweet yeah um i feel like i i think i knew you were well it's hard to answer that question yeah, but i would say probably so we had a minor breakup well it was five, actually pretty not minor yeah, honestly five months we were yeah. officially weren't together it was five months of like fully not even being in each other's lives. Kaylee was dating all these other people. I was not dating all these out. other people. It was like a revolving door. <laughs> it was completely not. I literally uh -huh. went on like singular dates as part of like a school event thing to like all these themed parties. Um, but anyway, it was shortly after that that we actually got back together and it was through that whole process that I knew that you were the one, I would say. Hmm. Okay. Talk about when we got married and your favorite part of our wedding. Hmm. That was really cool just having everybody together. It's interesting because it's like just such a big deal. But it like it's not something you experience very much. <laughs> but it is cool because everyone's together. I guess typically when everyone's together like that, it's because of like a bad thing. Just makes you wish like smaller weddings happen like all the time in your life. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's saying nice stuff about you, you know? Like, that's really nice. Like, everyone should have that, like, maybe once a year, you know? That's so true. Like, just having all the people from all the different directions in your life yeah, all come like together. A, a hodgepodge of all these different humans. and I don't know. It's just really special. I rather like that. I guess that's supposed to be what your birthday is, but people don't really treat it like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I think that was... Other, other than the actual getting married part and like officially committing to being married and spending the rest of our lives together, I think that was probably my favorite part of the day too. It was yeah. really, because we were, I mean, obviously marriage is significant, but we were already very committed to each other and we knew we were going to spend the rest of our lives together. So it was a really special day of just getting to like officially celebrate that with everybody. Yeah. All of our friends, all of our family. And then it was so cool having people meet each other that you just never picture their worlds colliding, you know? Yeah. Tim loves that stuff. Yeah, I love that stuff. It's like 90% of why I love making movies because you just get so many people together that just shouldn't know each other, but now they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's very cool. How would you say that we deal with conflict in our relationship? Hmm. Well, you like to verbalize your thoughts, you know? Mm -hmm. But even if they're not fully developed, it's like a 
it's like a sculpture that like you can see <laughs> as you're working on it you know that is true and, like it doesn't always make sense and then it's like slowly making more sense but then i like don't really like to say something until like i feel like my sculpture is ready you know it's kind of the opposite of how we are right now at this moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah i guess that makes more conflict maybe well, it's just a different, what you have differing communication and processing styles, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just don't want to say something I don't mean and I don't want my like words to be a work in progress, you know, when it matters. Personally. And that does come into play in conflict because yeah, when we have a point of tension, I just want to like talk about it, even if it's nonsense and even if it's not fully formulated yet and he's not interested in that, <laughs> which is understandable. <laughs> I just don't um, want to say something mean, you know? Yeah, and I appreciate that. I really do. I think that's good. But I do think overall, we do a pretty good job of not letting things go unsaid. Would yeah. you agree? Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we wouldn't know. At least on my end. Oh, snap. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Give me five minutes to come up with a good response. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Well, in the best of times, we try to, you know, not lose sight of each other despite, you know, whatever it is not feeling right, you know, stay nice to each other in some capacity. That's actually a really big one. I feel like you could be saying the exact same thing and you could either communicate it in a way that's like kind and productive or in a way that's just going to make the other person fully shut down and feel defensive. Mm -hmm. And that's again that's what we like hopefully strive towards but oh yeah we are far from perfect we deal with conflict imperfectly in a short answer <laughs> but i think that's something that at least we have consistently been learning and growing in mm -hmm. i would say in our relationship is like the importance of always speaking kindly so we have a daughter eva bloom I thought you were going to say Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> we do have Chloe, our dog. She She's is not precious. Um, so what has parenthood, has it been what you expected so far? How has it been compared to what you thought it might be like? I don't really know, honestly, what I thought it might be like. I guess I like envisioned myself as this like, I envisioned myself as like an old father of kids that have kids. But I never pictured myself being a father but still being conceivably who i am today you know what i mean hmm. so i guess i thought i like would become an old man instantly which i ouch i feel pretty much the same honestly i don't feel like a different person which i didn't expect huh. you know i didn't lose my personhood i guess which i know can happen so you kind of like never envisioned what life would look like like daily life would look like after she was born oh yeah definitely not i just thought i was gonna like like grow to be like however old get married and die you know <laughs> because in like a that's how it is in like a movie you know you like it's like a happy ending and then the movie's over so i just never really considered like anything else after that you know what i mean that's interesting so yeah I want to know more about, I guess, what parenting has taught you so far. What are some things that you've learned through becoming a parent? Maybe it's things you've learned about yourself. 
Hmm. Well, <clears throat> it's interesting to watch like your child be like you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You see things about yourself that you might not like, but then once you see them in your child, you realize they're like perfectly fine and good, you know? Hmm. Like, I don't even know what an example. Oh, like I always felt like I, like for some reason, the first time I ever do something, I'm like not that good at it. First time I do something. But then after I do it a while, I'm like pretty good at it, you know? And I just never, but I, I never considered the second part. I was just like, I'm so bad at doing stuff the first time, you know? Then I see Eva and she's like really cautious the first time because she's like checking it out and surveying everything, you know, she's like gathering intel and like testing yes. it, you know, and then she comes back and is like better at it than everybody, you know, but like I could only ever see the first part and I was like, why am I so weak? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the truth is like Eva helped me see like, um, similarly with the old, uh, how you handle conflict. I like try to have a sculpture built or whatever before I unveil myself you know what i mean yeah so like eva having eva reminding you of yourself has like given you space to give more grace to yourself yeah and it just helps you see things like more how they are instead of how you like judge yourself you know what i mean mm. yeah it just it just gives you more perspective on humans and like yourself mm. yeah. and she cute she's so cute <laughs> yeah um i don't know what, how to even summarize what parenthood has taught me so far <laughs> it's just overwhelming i think um like the constant um selflessness is something that i i just didn't really know was even lacking before, like before she was born. And now it's just a whole different way of living and like just constantly doing the work to like make her comfortable and alive and uh, just even, you know, going from place to place, making sure she has enough food, enough to drink, fresh clothes, all the things. It's just endless. Um, and she's only... She's not even talking yet. And so um, the giving is just like endless, but it's also really fulfilling beyond belief. And so I don't know. I think I've just learned a lot about what um, selflessness looks like and how fulfilling it is, which has a lot of parallels in other parts of life, too. It's just a really exaggerated version of it in parenthood. Yeah. It's like an action movie. Yeah. You know? Like you're not really going to be running from a car chasing you, you know, but like... You might symbolically. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, uh, you know, action. Or, you were asking about the action movies. Just what does that analogy mean in relation to what I was saying? <sighs> well, you're saying like the baby stuff is like an exaggeration of real life. Oh, yeah. And I think action movies appeal to people because they're an exaggeration of real life. So you're able to like get complex emotional things. You get complex emotional things, but you like explain it through like something blowing up. You know what I mean? So you don't have to like, yeah, it's just easily, more easily accessible. So you're <laughs> saying like an, an action movie is an exaggeration of real life, just like parenthood is like an exaggeration, 
which it is real life, but it's an exaggeration of other areas of life. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they're both exaggerations that like make you see the world. Yeah. I guess all movies are exaggerations to an extent. That is know? true. That's very true. Um, yeah. What do you think? How do you think parenting together has been compared to, I guess, what you would have thought it would have been like? You and me being parents alongside each other. Well, again, I just don't even, I just didn't even. Have the expectations going into it. Yeah. It was just like a day by day thing mentally, but. Yeah. I was amazed at how rocking you were after she was born. I was like, I was all traumatized from the birth and stuff. I was just laying there at night like, oh my gosh, you know. Oh my goodness. Her birth story would be a whole other episode. Yeah, but you were just like so strong and I just really admired that. Oh, thank you. I mean, not that you being afraid wouldn't have been strong, but like you just held it together in a way that I wasn't really feeling at the time, you know? Thank you. Do you mean like after she was born and we were back home? Yeah, and like at the hospital, you know, like I was just constantly sleeping at the hospital because I was just so exhausted. And <laughs> and Kaylee like just didn't sleep for two days, was like greeting all the visitors, you know, and I was like asleep on the couch. She was like, he's just really tired, you know, it's, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just, oh I just God. sleep really well, you know. Yeah, and he like, can sleep more easily anywhere. Yeah, I just wasn't ready for my sleep to, you know, not be really well, you know. <laughs> That's also very true. I always say, you know, people are always, which I don't really appreciate the like comments about, oh, you just wait until baby gets here. Like you won't be able to sleep at all. Well, for me, I really slept better after Eva was born compared to pregnancy. So <laughs> Tim, yeah, we had different experiences in that because he was sleeping just fine until she was born. The world, probably. <laughs> I think you just slept so badly during engagement. Pregnancy. Pregnancy. <laughs> That you just slept so bad that it would felt like a relief because, Lord, neither of us were sleeping, though. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So Tim was, like, majorly struggling with the adjustment, whereas I had already made the adjustment during pregnancy with, like, just not getting fabulous so, sleep. Yeah, far beyond adjusted. And I, like, two nights before, it was like, I had the best sleep of my life last night, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, um yeah what do you how has it been in your like i don't know how do you feel like our relationship has changed since becoming parents uh well i think we're finding our way uh it's different but not like in the for me i feel like it's a work in progress and like we're still figuring out how to find we haven't found a rhythm to consistently do date nights or like not be team player like to be more than just team players you know like we haven't found a consistent way to do that but i feel i don't feel like doomed or whatever because i feel hopeful that like we will because we're just figuring it all out you know what i mean yeah i agree i don't feel catastrophic about it it's like i know we're in we're just trying to get through it you know not get through it you know what i'm saying get through figuring out our way yeah totally but i don't feel like uh you know, like why is it just so different you it, know? it is really different though like there's no there's no getting around it because it's crazy to think about like pre-baby we just didn't have that many i mean we had some logistics to deal with we had to you know have a place to live and there are a lot of logistics that go in that and make decisions about our finances and whatever but it was so such a smaller part of our life just dealing with like navigating logistical things 
And then having Eva, suddenly logistics became like a huge part of our day. And all now it's like, day, every day. It's like you want to go to Milo and then it's like a Power Ranger suit up scene. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, leaving, yeah, leaving the house is just totally, it is getting better though. We just <laughs> went down in diaper bag size and it's this tiny little backpack now, which we do cram completely full. But it feels like an important step. <laughs> and she feels like a little companion now too. Like she can walk in places by herself. Not like we leave her by herself, but like we don't have to be holding her. Yeah. She feels like she's along for the ride now. You know? Yeah. So yeah. that's good. That is true. But it is true that I I think I underestimated, even though I was thoroughly warned, you just can't like prepare somebody, I feel like. Honestly, it just wasn't helpful. All the people like that try to tell you exactly what to expect because it's gonna you're gonna just have to start from scratch when you go through it. But for me, I just wasn't prepared for the challenge that would be raising a baby and working full time and trying to like have a full lifestyle with like family and friends and working out and doing things that I enjoy and getting enough sleep and just all the things that like make up kind of the main pieces that I want to be part of my life every day, keeping a clean house, dishes, laundry. Like we just, it's been very challenging to figure out how to navigate all of that to say the least. Yeah. You would agree? <laughs> yeah. It's been wild. Yeah. It's like a constantly evolving puzzle just to do the simplest thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which I am proud of us in some ways, a lot of ways because we have, maintained a level of kindness throughout all of it not all the time but i feel like for the most part like i mean i have i mean i have personally <laughs> <laughs> but like for the most part we have each other you know we definitely always have each other to like lean on when we're feeling very stressed out and to process things with and if we didn't have that i think that would be a significant you know additional challenge mm -hmm. but um yeah, all that to say, parenting together, it's been really difficult, but I'm very grateful that we've, we're doing it together. And it's been good in a lot of ways. And it's been really cool to me to get to see you be a dad because you're a really, really good dad to Eva Bloom. Thank you. Thank you. Truly. She adores you. That's rockin' sweet to see you be a mom. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so how do we support each other's passions throughout our relationship? It's kind of a big question. Do you feel like we support each other's passions in our relationship? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely would say so. I think it's important to, like, maintain the idea that, like, we're a work in progress and all that. Not, like, giving up on a dream now that you're like a father or whatever or a mother you know it's okay to have new dreams and like figure stuff out you don't have to like you don't have to like no longer exist you know what i'm saying yeah we've had a lot of good conversations about that and i do think that pregnancy and parenthood for me and i, I think for both of us has been a big catalyst for change and um recognizing like things that we really want to do in our life and things that are really worth you know zeroing in on uh -huh. yeah i think so it helps like whittle away a lot of things it's like things aren't going to get simpler from here they're going to get richer and better 
obviously in a lot of ways, I think as life goes on and Eva gets older and um, we just grow together and get to know each other even more, but it's not going to get simpler necessarily. Yeah, and hey. so, <laughs> <laughs> um, especially if we have more children, which that is would be a big privilege. But if we do, it's definitely just not going to get simpler. Yeah. It's like times one. Times so it's like two. we might as well. You might as well do it now. Yeah, um, just do it. Do so it. So I think I think we've had a lot of one way that we've supported each other in our passions has been talking, having these kind of conversations really consistently about the importance of that and helping each other figure out what the other person really wants to do and how. Like the how is the big one because time is just such a such a rare thing to find right now the free time to make things happen but yeah that's why again you have to remember you're like a work in progress you know like we're still planning for dreams that might not come true until 10 years from now but you're still planning for it you know what i mean yeah yeah um i'm getting i'm getting pretty stuffy i'm sorry i'm getting stuffed up i'm sorry timmy they're stuffing me up when do we have the most fun together? Probably either when we're just like playing with Eva or like when we're both like, I don't know, being kind of rambunctious or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think about whenever we went to Wild River, Wild River Country when we were like, 17 or something which is a water park oh yeah it's a water park <laughs> and we were like racing up the steps or and stuff we met each other as children so like when we can reactivate the part of us that is still children yeah you know? that's so true and i feel like we very easily can like get into that mode of just like being total goofballs together silly goose yeah like i just remember when we were dating having the realization of like literally whatever we end up doing together is going to be so much fun because we're just hanging out together like if we were having to wait in a long line at the airport it would still be fun if we were together or if we had to go into walgreens it would still be fun because we're together (laughs) and so obviously life is not always like that but a lot of times it can be (laughs) and so i'm really grateful for that but yeah i would say we have the most fun together too when we're just like I don't know, being absolute goofballs. We also have a lot of fun in the car, I would say. Yeah, and that's silly goofball time. I would describe it as silly goosedness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we sing a lot in the car. And I was going to say neither of us are singers. I've always loved singing. I mean, Kaylee's a singer. I'm not a singer. (laughs) I maybe could have been a singer. I used to do a lot of musical theater. (laughs) I couldn't have been, shouldn't have been. Maybe you could have been, Tim. I'm not. (laughs) But we sing a lot for two people who are not singers a lot (laughs) and sometimes i convince him to learn harmonies with me well (laughs) it's like cram studying like you don't actually learn it but you can do it i'll be like okay focus do it again (laughs) yeah and one two i'm like i'm driving (laughs) oh my gosh okay um tim Mm -hmm. What are your hopes for the rest of our marriage? Like the rest of it? Yeah. Like the rest of our lives? Yeah. What are some of your greatest hopes? 
I guess that we would stay uh, kind and graceful with each other. Mm. Yeah. I love that. We would stay kind and graceful with each other. I don't know that I have anything better than that to say. I just hope that we can stay grounded, I think, through our whole relationship mm. and not feel consumed by the wrong things, I guess. Mm. Like, stay grounded and mindful as we navigate all the like all the logistics that are inescapable <laughs> inescapable logistics yeah that could be a band yeah <laughs> that is true um okay so that was a little bit about our relationship and now we're going back into a more classic style of me interviewing you um so I'm just going to ask you a few questions about yourself. Okay. Okay. Just Tim poured just poured on water face. on his face. <laughs> he just leaned back and poured his water bottle on his face. It's it's a little toasty in here. Because it's so hot. <laughs> okay, Tim. How would you describe your style? My style? Yeah. Like my clothing style? Take that wherever you want. How would you describe it? Hmm. I guess I want it to be like real. Like I don't want to feel like I'm faking in any way, you know? But I want it to be like, this is what we're talking about style, like well-made and genuinely like good. Like, yeah. I don't want it to be like cheap, but I guess this just falls into everything. I just want it to be real and like the real thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're a big quality man. Yeah. I just want it to clothes. be quality, but like life too, you know? Just don't like want to durable. make it something that's not. Yeah. But not like, I would say your style is, in terms of like the vibe, you definitely like quality. You definitely like, I guess, classic. But it's but not wanna, just like classic. It's a little bit of edgy You want to feel like a little silly goose time. You know? <laughs> what do you mean? You need a little silly goosedness in it. Like what? Like you can't take yourself too seriously, you know? You know? But you have a pretty classy style. Yeah, but I'm not too serious about it. You know, like I don't have like, you know, like you'll have your hair kind of flipping around or whatever. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> no, I love how you do your hair, but it feels like casual and chill. Is that what you mean? Like just adding some casualness? I just don't like I don't throw I don't throw on a fit thinking what a classic fit I got. You know, like I'm not trying to like be a certain thing necessarily. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to pick accessories according to like this serious this genre i'm taking so seriously you know what i mean like you kind of kind of be like a little ironic you know what i mean like you got classy boots classy jeans and then like a really wacky tank top <laughs> you know <laughs> you can just oh be a little goodness. silly goose tim's classic outfit is he wears his red wing boots literally almost every day he wore them when we got married he's worn them skydiving and Rocky he also has worn them climbing. every Actually. day <laughs> so red wing boots Jeans that are rolled a couple times at the bottom. Oh, yeah. A nice leather belt. Just added another roll, actually. A button-up shirt with the sleeves rolled. Well, sometimes. Usually, right? Well, I don't know. I haven't worn that in a while. Denim jacket, sometimes a hat. Usually a necklace of some kind. You can do like a a cowboy hat. You can do like a 
like a cap, but only if it's like a little ironic. You know, it's like a little ironic, you know? Like a nod to a time period or something. It's like a slight reference without being like fully, like I'm not like a cap guy. Like I'm not going to wear a cap that says New York something, you know, because maybe if I live there, but that just doesn't feel real, you know? It's like, sure wish I lived in New York. So you want it to be less about the aesthetic and more about you have a reason to be wearing it. Like for me, but I think the aesthetic bleeds through. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I would say you have a pretty cohesive style. I'm not doing it necessarily for the style, you know? It's like, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. You're just doing it because it's what makes sense for you to wear, but not not because you're trying to like put off a certain vibe. It's like if I feel myself getting too cowboy, which can happen. (laughs) You like throw in, you wear your belt, but like buckle it on your hips. So now you're a little pirate. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? Or like if I ever have to wear basketball shorts, you know, like which I really don't like to wear. I'm going to wear like a flap cap with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> to make it fully make it goofy. But not trying to make it weird, not goofy, but it's like taking some ownership. Like, I know this isn't me, but I know that. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. It's hard to explain. So it's like you want to exaggerate whatever style you already know you're putting off. Well, kind of. It's hard to explain. It's like it just has to genuinely feel like me and for me that just changes what it is i don't think there's like a science to it necessarily you totally, know what i mean totally but it's like yeah but you like know? you're not really big into like text on a shirt you're not really big into like you like i don't know timelessness i would say usually yeah because the text on the shirt like suggests you're just so all about that thing you know mm-hmm. and if there is text on the shirt i am going to be about that thing you know I just want to know I'm like meaning it, whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would wear Jason Momoa's outfits. He's just got straight up scarves hanging off him, you know? It's you like love that? Captain. Well, not even like off his neck. He's got scarves like as a belt, you know? He's got that Captain Jack Sparrow. I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> That's it. Oh my gosh. Write it down. Put that on my gravestone. I love your style, Tim. Thanks. I think it's really great. Thank you. I really do. Um, I want to know how you would describe my style. Ah, well, your style has evolved quite a bit as you've evolved into being like who you are. But I mean, I think you want like a flowiness to it and you want like a certain grace about it. You know what I mean? Mm. There's a grace about it that I mean, people like say it's because you like neutrals or whatever, whatever. But like, I think what it is, is like grace. You know, you're not yeah. like forcing something on somebody in your like appearance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Huh. It like it comes it comes on gently. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. No, you're actually making me realize something. So in the episode with Jordan that just released last week actually, um, I was talking about how I've always loved blush like the color blush and then when i was talking to Alyssa a few episodes back we talked about how i've always been drawn to like really peaceful music and i think that also flows into my style choices i think i do have a tendency toward anxiety (laughs) and so i um am really drawn to anything that kind of counteracts that in a way that makes me feel more peaceful and harmonious and i think that comes through in what i wear would you agree? Yeah. I like things to be comfortable. Yeah, it's comfy, but like not slouchy by any means. It's more just like, yeah, it's like peace, you know? Comfy, 
feminine, I would say. Yeah, and that's the thing. Cause like I'm not always that comfy. Sometimes you got to be a little uncomfortable, comfy to be Jack and Pat. <laughs> Why can't I not speak? <laughs> Sometimes you have to be a little uncomfy to be Captain Jack Sparrow. Is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah, I guess I I never ever want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. like things to be flowy and comfortable and beautiful. Yeah. Um, but it does like occasionally change a little bit. I yeah. didn't. I wasn't always like that. I don't think. Sometimes you whip out the scarf belt every now and then. I don't own a single scarf belt. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I can't remember what the scarf belt is a metaphor for at this point in the conversation. Well, it was the pirate aspect of the style, you know. Okay. Jason Momoa. So you're saying sometimes I change it up a little bit. Yeah. Right. Just in general. Yeah, like Jason Momoa. <laughs> Katie oh my gosh. Jason Momoa. Okay, Tim. Mm-hmm. Tim, how does style add value to your life? Well, I guess it makes me feel like I'm owning myself, you know, Mm. because I'm trying to, for me, the style comes back around of trying to be genuine to something about myself. So when I'm actively pursuing that, I'm actively being like true with myself, you know, Mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. That's why I just don't wear basketball shorts unironically or what have you. So if I just walk out there in basketball shorts, <laughs> it's going to click like, am I Eminem? There's am like I something about basketball shorts that's like, like you just cannot handle them. Yeah, I don't like them. But sometimes you got to wear them, you know? Well, you found other like alternatives. You've got some really cool shorts. athletic wear that is not basketball shorts. Anybody that wears basketball shorts is just trying to act like they're not wearing pants. And I, oh I don't like gosh, that. Oh my gosh, Tim, that's not, that's too sweeping of a generalization. Some people play basketball. <laughs> Very few people play basketball. And other people just want, just like the vibe and the style and that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying, I mean, you can, yeah. But you got to be real with yourself that you just don't like wearing pants. Right. I mean, everybody wants to be comfortable. It's a bonus of basketball shorts that they are comfortable. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You're I digging just, yourself in a hole with this one. I just can't do it. You know. <laughs> but you have found it. really good alternatives. If you're wanting to be ultra comfy, you've got some good like sweats or. You well, know. I wouldn't say sweats. They're like uh, they're like kung fu pants. Right. Yeah. Sorry. So style adds value to your life because you feel like you're embracing who you really are. Yeah. Yeah. And that has like a lot of deep implications for you. Uh huh. Yeah, it does. I think that's really important. This podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. With locations all across the nation, Painted Tree is home to hundreds of local vendors all under one roof. The incredibly talented vendors at Painted Tree specialize in gifts, decor, fashion, soaps, candles, and so much more. It truly is your one-stop gift shop and a shopping experience like no other. Life and Style listeners, you want to check this place out. Visit PaintedTree.com to find your nearest location and get your shop on. That's P-A-I-N-T-E-D-T-R-E-E.com. Um, okay, Tim, I want to know about your daily rituals. Well, I know about your daily rituals. I would like for you to share about your daily rituals and how they contribute to your mental health. Hmm. Let's start with when you wake up. This is on your best day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, I have a lot of rituals because I'm not a very organized person. 
as I was saying, I have a lot of rituals because I'm not a very organized person. And at some point, like in college, when I like hadn't eaten for three days and didn't know where anything was, I was like, I just need to start like a habit. You know, I just need to start a good habit because I, my brain in the moment, I'm not going to be able to be organized. But if I just start doing something, it's just going to be automatic, you know, and then I don't have to use my brain. That alone is profound saying I have a lot of rituals because I'm not a very organized person. It seems like those don't go together, but they totally do. Yeah, people. Yeah. If someone asks me about something and I go through all the stuff I do in the morning, they're like, oh, wow, he's so he's like one of those people. But I'm really not, you know, I'm really very unorganized. But so therefore and such as uh, what, what would you ask me? Talk about your daily rituals and how they contribute to your mental health. Do you want me to go through them? Or? I think you should go through them morning to night. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> well, I have a lot of rituals. Uh, so I wake up. I have a sound machine on at night because on my phone because I hear the dog like licking at night and it always wakes me up, you know? So it's like, instead of being mad, I just turn on the sound machine, you know? That's good. So I do that. Uh, I have a little slow to wake you up alarm so I don't get woken up in a jerky way. Turn off my sound machine. Kaylee's usually still sleeping. On my perfect day, I go from there down to the old uh, man cave and I uh, write. I do some writing on my little iPad, all that. Um, But then this is where the rituals really start kicking in. Right now, this just kind of sounds like my ideal day. But I got to do like a wheatgrass shake. So I have like a nutrition shake because my stomach, I have a like kind of stomach situation. I have ulcerative colitis, which is like Crohn's disease. So, but I always have the same shake. Basically, all that I was trying to build to was I have a very ritualized thing with my shakes. You yeah, know? you should talk about that. But like the thing is, all right, so I throw some kefir in there, which is like yucky milk. Um, <laughs> and that's really good for your stomach. And then this wheatgrass and then some protein and some blueberries, all this stuff. But the thing is, it's not like a pre-made shake, you know? So it's this long ingredient filled process that requires a lot of like, basically all I'm saying is I keep everything in the same spot. You know what I mean? I don't like mess up my routine or switch stuff around or whatever. I just keep it the same in the morning because I can control that because the baby and the baby are still asleep. You know what <laughs> you I mean? just call me the baby. <laughs> yeah, the baby. Let's go. Okay, so, but what I'm trying to say is I keep stuff the same so I don't have to think about it, you know? Like, I just don't. And now I can say, oh, yeah, I try to do liquid breakfasts, you know? But it's not even that. It's just that I know in my life to be healthy, I'm going to have to do, like, a lot of nutritional stuff. And I'd rather not make it complicated, you know? There's no choices I have to make. I just have all my ingredients there. And I do it every morning. And it's just like how people have coffee, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. People you say, are yeah. so consistent with it, even when we travel. Yeah, I got to bring the blender with me. <laughs> See, that's where people it's are like, thing. people are like relating. And then I say that and it's like, oh. And I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but that keeps me, that kind of thing keeps me organized. You know what I mean? I have a whole organization at work with like my pockets. And, and you know, everybody does that. Everyone has habits, but people don't utilize them properly. You know, your whole day should be like built on a bunch of habits. Like simply, like, well, I'm not saying you're an example of this being a bad habit. But Bring it this on, isn't, I've, got a, I've got some bad habits. Yeah, this isn't a good habit. But like, for example, it's a habit for you when you leave the house, you just close the door. You know what I mean? And then oh, you walk out. Oh, and I forget out. to lock it. <laughs> yeah, but it's not even like the thing is, 
To fix that, you just need to take out the equation of remember to lock it. Because if your habit is to lock it, you don't even have to remember it. You're you know? right. You're right. Because I know you can do it because <laughs> every single time you enter the house, you lock it. I do. Even if, I do. Even if I'm literally, I could be walking behind her, five seconds behind her, and she closes the door and locks it. And then it's like <laughs> I've gone. I locked him out of the house so many times when we like literally drove up in the Literally same like car. three times a week it happens. And, but. Because <laughs> I usually have to go to the bathroom and I like sprint into the house and lock the yes, door. Yes. But any time I come home and I'm there before she is the doors unlocked if she's not there you know it's like your habit not to lock it when you leave but definitely but see what I'm saying is because you have the ability because we all in our habits have the ability to lock it on one side we also have the habit we could have the habit to lock it on the other you know what I mean yeah I'm just saying everybody has the ability to make habits because you already have done it okay so what are your what are your tips for how to form a new habit well the thing is you need to have the inspiration first to be like, oh, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? But then it just comes down to saying you want to have that habit. You know what I mean? It cannot be an emotional thing. Your initial start is always going to be emotional because inspiration is emotional, you know? But you have to understand that most of the time, until it truly is a habit, it's not going to be something you want to do, you know? It's like, like what's an example? Like, you want to make a habit to always put your keys in the same place. You know what I mean? But sometimes you're going to accidentally walk past the key thing and sit down. The keys are going to be in your pocket. And if you realize that when you're still forming your habit, like just no matter what, get up and put the keys in there, even if you don't want to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It seems like impossibly difficult. Recognize that it's like just going to be a powering through. Yeah, you're just powering through at the start. But then eventually you just do it without realizing. And that's what you're going to. But every time you choose, every time you sit down, you're like, I'm just not going to put my keys there. You've reinforced a habit, a bad habit that you have like an addiction with, which is not putting your keys away. You know what I mean? Hmm. You just have to force it until it is. But, you know, you feel the inspiration now and it like feels so good. Like I'm going to do this every day. But then the day comes and you don't want to anymore. And now it's like, well, where's the inspiration? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You have to be like, well, I don't want to do know it. Going into it while the motivation is still fresh, that the motivation will go away. Yeah. You'll have a dry time of just having to go through the motions even when you don't want to. And then eventually it will feel like a, it yeah, will it be a straight habit. up will be a habit. Yeah, it just will be because that's how the human brain works. You know what I mean? But those habits can be thrown off by outside things, you know? Yeah. Basically, okay. you need. OK, one more thing. No, Start small so you can build trust in yourself like i truly know i could just make a hat like whatever habit tomorrow if i wanted to you know what i mean i know mm-hmm. i could you've I've taught just, yourself that you're yeah, able to i thoroughly feel confident in that because my whole life growing up i would, was not i was not disciplined in my habits you know what i mean like i just would get home throw my bag there surely my mom's gonna do my laundry go here <laughs> take a drink of a propel sit it down i can't find it you know i still like I haven't made a good habit for where I put my glasses like in life. I lose those all the time, you know, because I'm just a whatever person. Everyone has habits, but if you're not disciplined, you're just going to be, you're going to be a dog chasing cars. (laughs) So start small. And I think that's also good. It's like, it's not even that you're forming new, like flexing new muscles with the specific habit you're forming. You are, but you're also like. I don't know what my analogy is here, but you're growing the muscles of like habit forming. Yeah, you're, you're teaching yourself yeah. that you can form habits. You're just, it's a superpower every human has. Your brain is designed to do it. Like your brain's designed to make, this is how things are done. You know what I mean? So therefore just like use that to your advantage, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of people, everyone is just really bad at having, like at not forming a habit. Like you make it a habit that when you think of a new habit you want, you'll be like, I can't do that. 
and bam, that's a habit, you know? Just like think of something you can't do and be like, actually, maybe I can do that. Boom. Maybe if you can make that a habit. Yeah. Like just because you think it doesn't mean it's true, you know? And our brains are designed to make a lot of assumptions really quickly, you know? We have prejudiced brains. We're designed for that, you know? Yeah. But you have to fight that all the time. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Because our brains just usually aren't right. So there's two systems of your brain. There's like an automatic system and then there's like a deep reflective system. And we think we're living in our reflective system, but most of what we do is just automatic. What am I saying? Think deeper. We lost it. It's okay. Next it's okay. Question. Let's rein it back in. So did you want to keep going with your daily rituals after the shake? Oh, well, the shake. <laughs> the shake's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During the day. Well, well I but mean, you have, I think I like it continues. Yeah. Well, if you, I mean, if you want to get specific, like I work outside. So like the first half of the day, I like don't listen to any music or no, I listen to a little bit of music, you know, or I don't listen to anything. Second half of the day is when I crank on a podcast. Why is that? Because my brain gets oversaturated. I'm trying to also, so working outside, it's like manual labor. So your body's not free, but your mind is very free, you know? So through habits, I've trained myself to use that time as like, because I'm also a filmmaker. So I use that time to like make the movies really, you know what I mean? So while I'm like lifting a rock, I'm like, you know, cutting a moment, you know what I mean? So I try not to oversaturate my brain. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. first half of the day, if I'm listening to podcasts all day, you know, when you finish like a show, you're just like grinded and done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I try to save any like podcasting for like either the very end or like right after a lunchtime. So you're like. So the, the first po- half is creativity, like writing time. I would even say the first half is just getting used to the day. You know, don't like depend on entertainment to get used to the day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So the first half is me accepting this is the day you know <laughs> and the second half i might warm into creativity by listening to a podcast that's like really thought provoking or whatever but then i can't depend on the podcast you know because yeah. i'm not trying to make the day pass that's the trick with like being creative in an active setting you know as you're not you're trying to make good use of the day you don't want it to go quickly you know and entertainment people can often misuse as escape you know yeah but it can be used to make your brain like better yeah so what am i saying so those are that those are your rituals. Oh yeah, yeah. Work. By the end of the, all that to say, I try to use whatever I can to keep my brain stimulated. Like sometimes I don't listen to any music, you know, because that might be an escape. Everything I'm doing is to try to, you know, think better. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then I work out after work, and then I come back. So talk about that. Working out is a big thing for you. Yeah, working out's really essential. Why is working out a big deal for you? Well, I, I'm I'm pretty anxious. I'm pretty anxious. People don't think I am really, uh, because I'm so bouncy or whatever. And mellow. And mellow, but for me personally, I'm anxious, and I like hold that tension and I hold the stress like inside, and that like makes me sick, like physically and mentally. You know, that's not good for me. So, mm-hmm. working out helps me keep helps keep me mellow. You know. Yeah. Um. It helps you have perspective just on life. It makes you not so, uh, I don't know. Well, and you want to talk about your past and kind of how you built up a threshold for working out at the intensity that you do? Yeah, I was a swimmer all growing up. So that taught me, I was just training, I was training like five hours a day. And honestly, like 
I probably learned like sort of unhealthy ways of like coping with stress and things. You know what I mean? When swimming, because it's like I could just bury it and feeling good because I worked out so hard. You know what I mean? Um, but all that to say now, I use it in the same way. Yeah, it's like it numbs physical pain, I guess. But it also just helps you be clear. But yeah. I think I think there's something to be said for little victories, you know. So working out, like you do a workout and you just feel good that you did a workout. You know what I mean? So there you've already like started your day or ended your day with something you feel good about in some way. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. There's something to be said for that. Um, And I think it's really cool how you have like pulled in a lot of people into your workout. So we have kind of a gym situation in our basement slash backyard that, um, what, three times a week, a few guys come over and mm -hmm. work out with you. The muscle daddies is what they're officially <laughs> called. Is that true? That's it is. What, okay. The muscle daddies. Yeah. The muscle daddies come to our backyard and work out. Yeah. And Tim, I keep telling him he would be the dream personal trainer, which he kind of already is being that for them. Um, but it's just really cool. I think it's really cool. We that, just pay in hugs at the muscle daddies though. Oh my gosh. That's going to be the quote, like the graphic quote to promote the <laughs> We pay in yes. hugs at the Muscle Daddies. <laughs> oh hey, if anybody gosh. if anybody wants a personal trainer, hit me up. Yeah. But maybe don't pay in hugs because kids got to eat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> it's getting very out of hand. Uh, but all that to say, you have a very, very genuine love for working out mm -hmm. and all of the benefits that it has and just like overall like living in a kind of wellness oriented way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, and you, you take a pretty holistic approach. So it's like the guys that work out with you, you guys end up talking about things that aren't directly related to fitness, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not working out. Like, <sighs> I think a lot of people are afraid of working out because they don't ever feel like they're going to like look a certain way or whatever. And like our working out isn't even really about looking a certain way. It's about like feeling a certain way, you know, like mm -hmm. you. You feel good because you worked out and then eventually you feel good because you look more how you like want to look in life. But it's not about the look really, you know, yeah. it's about we're not just like machines carrying our minds, you know, we're like our ourselves, our whole body. And that's even more than like people just focus on their weight or their fat. It's more than that. You know what I mean? Your body's more than all that because you're like arms and legs and a heart and all it's these about things. functioning and like being well. Yeah, like it's truly not really being well. Yeah, fitness isn't about your like body mass index or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's about so much more. Yeah, totally. Um so Okay, do you more. do you want to I feel like you probably have more rituals as the evening goes on. I mean, if you really want to hear them from there, I always make a second shake. <laughs> <laughs> he does. The shake is a bit more indulgent because I've just worked out. So <laughs> we go maybe instead of you know, 95% dark chocolate, we go 85% dark chocolate, you know, and like almond milk instead of kefir. Um, so indulgent. <laughs> yeah. Again, see, that makes me sound so great. That makes me sound like one of those people, but I'm not really. It's just the habit I made and I stick with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, we have that great dinner. Oftentimes we watch a movie either with each other or with like Christian. That's my brother. Yeah. Just... You know, that's a good habit. It's like, I okay, here's another thing. As I try, and know, I know most people can't do this. It's very much a privilege and a benefit I can do this. But I try to not do, like, any more work after that. I try to do all my work 
during the day or in the morning, you know, so that by the time it's like nighttime, I'm not, I go to sleep truly with the stress out of my system. You know what I mean? Yeah. After working out, it's like chill time. That's like always been very true. It's very serious, sacred business. Yeah, it's for like him. after you work out, unless it's like a Saturday where you do a huge morning workout. Yeah, after you work out in the day, it's like I ain't gonna do nothing else. And so you're then switching into like winding down mode. Yeah. So by the time it's sleep time, that's why I sleep so well. I have I wound down like two hours ago, but all of this is still like with a baby, so that doesn't happen, you know, like that all the time. But I just mentally trying to. The baby eventually becomes habit as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, she 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 adapts very well, I will say. Yeah, she's she knows how to handle her habits, that baby. <laughs> <laughs> but uh all I have to say, yeah, I try to not do any more new stressful things. And that's, you know, there's always deadlines and different things. You can't do that all the time. But life's really not about what you do one or two times. It's about what you do most of the time. That is so true. Yep. So what do you do most of the time? Yeah. Um, another random ritual that I love that we have is we always listen to jazz music at dinner. And for some reason, I just love that. It really turns like the intensity of the day down, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> and like Eva, I feel like she knows what it means when we turn on the jazz music. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I definitely think so. Yeah, bedtime cues are like important. That made me think about Eva going to bed really easily. Yeah. You do that for babies, you know, like you warn them about to go to sleep, but you don't do it for yourself, you know? Yeah, that I was actually just reading something talking about that. Yeah. It was somebody who was over at a friend's house while their friend was putting their child to sleep. And she was like, they went through so many specific rituals, you know, bath time, like calming scents, turning the lights low, reading a book, drinking water, sound machine. And I realized, we need this too. <laughs> yeah. When yeah, does when does all of that become less important? It doesn't actually. Yeah, you need all that stuff. Yeah. And people could even be good about that, but not think of that same concept throughout the rest of the day. But yeah, like I ain't going to brush my teeth. I don't brush my teeth and like unless it's like I'm about to get in the bed. Even if we're going to like stay up late or something, watching a movie or something, like... I'm not going to brush my teeth That's early. That's where we differ. I under love to any get so completely ready for red so that after the movie, I can just fall to sleep. But yeah. Tim is not. Like, if we watch. <laughs> we, yeah, he just will not. Like, he has to. He will put on his PJs, but he will not brush his teeth. I guess that's the main difference. Yeah, I take off my makeup, take out my contacts, brush my teeth, the whole thing before we watch something. Yeah. And it's not because, again, it's not because I like. It's because I know what's going to trigger me for sleep later. It's such a small thing. I'll just save it for later because it's going to make me sleepier when the time comes. You yeah, know? I think that's great. I think that's really good. I honestly think that you just implement like healthy rituals in a way that is further along than I do. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I feel like I have that in different areas and different ways but overall i feel like the net result is that you you do it more than i do in a way that it's in a way that inspires me hmm. well thank you yeah thank you uh, yeah. thank, thank you. you tim no thank you <laughs> thank you okay that's my pirate coming out yeah <laughs> oh my goodness so tim what key pieces of advice would you give to your younger self uh <laughs> Tim keeps messing with this microphone over to the side. I need something else to mess with, you know? 
What but key I, pieces of advice would you give to your younger self? Hmm. How much younger are we talking? Because we're not uh, that old. Let's say like 15. Uh, I would tell my 15-year-old self to start thinking about habits. I would like fall asleep in my jeans, you know? It's like just <laughs> no no personal responsibility for your just <laughs> what you're doing, you know? Yes. Uh, so it's like, yeah, I would gently try to tell myself to... <laughs> you know, do that. What's okay. Sorry to interrupt. I want to go back to this, but I want to know what spurred you to start thinking about habits. I just, I just wanted to start. Honestly, you know what? It was a good backpack because (laughs) every like survival movie has like just a rocket sweet backpack. So I finally got the backpack of my dreams uh, (laughs) when I was in college and I was like, too bad. I'm just going to be like crazy and organized and not be able to find anything. So I'm not actually going to be that awesome. But then I was like, what if I just put everything in these pockets in my backpack, you know? So that got to where I literally, when I got home, I didn't put stuff. And I still, I still put like my wallet in my backpack, you know? I don't keep like, basically when I was like living in a, in where I lived in college, I just would like unpack the day into my backpack and that started helping me be organized you know and i still keep my backpack everywhere because that's like my organization security blanket you know yeah yeah so that was the start of it you think yeah the book of eli he had a sweet backpack and i was like shoot wow yeah who knows where you'd be without that movie i know (laughs) i Um, hesitate to think of it there are so many pieces of you that are attributed to different movies Uh (laughs) um okay so what other key pieces of advice would you give to your younger self? So try to stay, try to start being organized. I'd maybe say like, <clears throat> I think I was so focused for a while on like feeling different than people and feeling like I was never going to be able to do what other people could do. I was so focused on that, that like, I didn't focus on what I could do, you know, or what I wanted to do. So what do you mean by that? So for me at that time, I was a lot like littler, but I was so worried about like not being able to get into college because I wasn't, wasn't a good student in school. I was worried about not being able to get in college that when I did get into college, I just, I didn't think about other options, you know, like for me as a person and anybody that really knows me, they'll be like, yeah, that makes sense. But I probably shouldn't have gone to college. You know what I mean? My brain just doesn't work in that way. You know, I I should have like interned somewhere or something and learned different like skills and things. Because yeah, I spent is so much time. Not the route for everybody. I think college is amazing and it's like a privilege for anyone to get to go. But for me, that wasn't going to work for my brain. So I was like not focusing on things that would. You know, I didn't focus on what I was really good at. That time was not well spent. And your attention was not well. Because I, that time being just like, whoa, that time being just like, as I learned to be a little boy to like some form of an adult, I was, yeah, I was focused. I was worried about the wrong things, you know? Which in in a lot of ways, that time was well spent because you have a lot more clarity on that now. Yeah. And that's why it's a strange question, giving advice to your young self, because I just know that's how my brain needed to learn to be where I am now. Yeah. Because if my time wasn't like that, I wouldn't have that realization now. Yeah. When I ask that question, I always think about that because I think at the end of the day, it's probably best that we just don't give advice to our younger self. Yeah. But I guess when I ask the question, I more so mean it in a way of like, I guess, what what are the thing the biggest things you've learned since then? 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. Like since that particular yeah. point. Learn to be organized. Learn to look for my own way. I think I had a bad habit until like very recently. So if you've seen the Lord of the Rings, there's Aragorn and there's Legolas. Well, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> you <laughs> I can like, if you want to. I always, I guess I just had a bad habit of really wanting to be the like right hand man in a situation, you know? I don't know why. Maybe it's just naturally in me. I want to be like, I don't want to be the leader. I want to be like the very supportive side character. Basically, I wanted to be Legolas when I could have been Aragorn the whole time. <laughs> I could have been the main character. I wanted to be Legolas when I could have been Aragorn. Yeah, which they're both awesome. Like, who doesn't want to be Legolas, honestly? But then sometimes you should have been Aragorn, you know? I think that's good. Like, I think that's really good. Yeah. So, I yeah, see what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah, I should have been. Allow, like, give, leave space for different opportunities than what you like initially see yourself as yeah and specifically for me i was seeing myself as like the best the best man instead of the groom mm -hmm. in like all situations mm -hmm. i'm like how can i be the most helpful here constantly you know what i mean mm -hmm. which, which is, is good. a great quality that you have like yeah. you're such a helpful friend such a genuine like person and you bring such a genuine love and care into all the relationships that you're in mm -hmm. and I think that's a wonderful thing about you, but I also think it's so important to be able to own the things, you know, that yeah. you love and are strong in. Yeah, it's a balance of both. Totally. Basically, I wanted to be a really good follower when I should have been a leader. Yeah. Well, I should have been. I've learned now. That's you who I am now. That capability. Yeah. Totally. Um, okay, those are good pieces of advice for yeah. sure. You're welcome, little mini me. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, somebody out there is your mini-me. Oh, snap, like time travel. Well, I, I just more zoom in in like a casual, like <laughs> kind of like who you used to be kind of way. <laughs> I, I was um, picturing myself listening to this podcast. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Tim, what makes you feel like the best version of yourself? Hmm. Well, certain things make me feel like different, like best versions, you know, not just one thing. But like, like if I've just done a really awesome workout, I like feel amazing. But then if I also feel like I really helped somebody in a workout, like, you know, like be confident, that feels amazing. Or when mm -hmm. I'm on a movie set and like, it's so stressful, but I know I'm like, my brain is doing what it's actually good at instead of being stressed about something it's not good at. That makes me feel amazing, you know? Yeah. It's all different things. Or Night Night with Eva, you know, when that just goes so smoothly and she's being so darn cute. Oh, I know. Or when we're silly goose time, having a silly goose time. <laughs> it's like. What do those things all have in common? I'm, I'm just genuinely asking. You being in your element, like truly, I guess. I guess so. Maybe there's not one common thread. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's when for me it feels like life is. Like life isn't supposed to be good all the time, you know, like life can't be, but that's an, it feels like I took, I took full advantage of a moment that life was good. You know what I mean? Mm. I didn't like let it pass, you know, like yeah. I could have not worked out that day, even though my body was primed to be awesome, you know, or I could have been like grumpy instead of friendly. And those all presented good times when a lot, most of life probably isn't a good time, you know? Yeah. But in that moment, it was, and I let it be. I Gosh that. darn it. Because I had the habit to do it. Yeah. Being present. Super present. Yeah. Present. 
live authentically. That's a big thing I'm learning right now is about being present. Mm -hmm. I think you do a really good job of that. For me, it's like, I'm just so easily in my head in moments when I should just be in my surroundings. Mm. And anyway, I think that's just something I'm learning about a lot right now. Um, What is something that has surprised you about yourself in this past year? I guess it's just surprised me how much I can handle for me personally, like a big change. Like we feel like not pros, but it feels like we know what we're doing with Eva when it's like, what? Like, I can't believe we have a kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> but to feel like confident. Like I remember what it feels like when like the, you know, the last thing you want is the responsibility of a, like, you can't imagine that, you know? Yeah. Now it's like, we have one and we did it. Yeah. Ha. You know? So that's yeah. awesome. That kind of thing. Like, Going from wanting to make movies so badly to just like, you know what? I'm just going to start making them, you know? And then it's like, bam, now you're making you're movies. But you're like, that feels cool. You know what I mean? It's just certain things. You just. Uh, what was the question exactly? What's something that surprised you about yourself in this past year? Yeah, it's, it's, it's surprising to like have something new and to just do it. Corona, you know, is like worldwide pandemic, you know? None of us could imagine being shut down for two weeks. That just didn't make sense. We were shut down for so long over a year but we're you know humans as a whole like adapt and that's impressive what is a quote that inspires you oh man oh no (laughs) what there's just so many of them you know you can give a few sometimes quotes like demand a bit of context you know I really like in Batman Begins where he says, uh, why do we fall so we can learn to pick ourselves up? Which I like that line, but more so I think because of the context of the movie, you know what I mean? Because that's like a kind of a basic, like, come on, son, be stronger, you know, or come on, daughter, you fell because you can get yourself back up. But the movie is not really saying that, you know what I mean? In the movie, it's like, so in the movie, it happens first when Batman's a little kid, when he falls into a well. And his dad comes down and he says, why do we fall? So we can learn to pick ourselves up. So it's like this father moment. Then later his dad's, you know, dead because he's Batman and all this stuff happens. He's in a burning house. Alfred gets him. And then he says, why do we fall? So we can learn to pick ourselves up. But it's less with that moment. That moment's kind of a juxtaposition because it's like this father figure or somebody like helping you. You know what I mean? So it's like a combination of things. I think it's more like, why do we fall? So we can like accept all the things that come with falling, you know? Mm. And sometimes that means someone helping you, you know? But it also means sometimes you got to be Batman and like get up. You know what I mean? I feel like that's more of the intention. It's like a line by itself, but it means more than that. You yeah. know? Uh, accepting all the things that come with falling. I think yeah. That's it's, good. Yeah. It's, that's, that's more. Why do we fall? So we can learn to pick ourselves up. Yeah. It's more yeah. accepting it all. Because then it's not so much saying the whole everything happens for a reason thing that can lead to some dangerous, uh, dangerous ways of thinking. Yeah. Because you can't say why do we can't. You honestly can't even give a reason why do we fall, aside from the whole gravity thing. Besides that, <laughs> you just can't give a reason, an actual reason. Okay, so that's your quote. Yeah. You were saying there were so many, so I didn't know if you had more. I'll stick mind. with that one because okay. I really just spent some time on it. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, Tim, what are some of your favorite social media accounts to follow or podcasts to listen to? Huh. Ian McKellen's Instagram, Gandalf is so good uh jeffrey wright who's the new gordon 
slash the main dude. Well, I think he's the main dude in uh, Westworld. I really like his Instagram. Just kind of like celebrities you wouldn't necessarily think of because they're usually saying something cool, you know? Mm. I like those. And then podcasts. Podcasts. Okay. Yeah. No film school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No film school. My favorite podcast is called The Director's Cut. It's different directors interviewing other directors in front of a live audience, <laughs> as they always say. Um, uh, yeah, I really love that one. The A24 podcast is awesome. I really like Revisionist History. I don't know if I already said that or not. That's so good. Um, Supernatural with Ashley Flowers. What? Yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts. The Daily is really good. I listen to that every day. Yeah, we both love The Daily. I mean, as much as you can love a news podcast. Yeah. There's a lot of really good ones. Cool. Cool, cool. Those are all good. Um, okay, Tim, are you ready for rapid fire questions? Oh, no. <laughs> so I start the sentence, you finish it. All right. Okay. You ready for this? Do I have Get like nice a and close to the mic here. Um, is it like a, how long do I have? It's not timed. Oh, okay. It just feels intense. Okay. <laughs> you're, just, you're just asking me questions in a row. <laughs> well, Got it's it. like, you know, kind of supposed to be like more short form, but it's usually not. So it's like, and it's like if you had a test that was like, yeah, it was paragraph questions, but then it was answering one sentence questions. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. you can expand beyond that if you want to. Okay. Got it. All right. You ready? The color I wear most often is. Oh, snap. I always find myself wearing gray for some reason. It's I don't a good know color. Why. It's a good color. Gray and like army green. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite book is. My favorite book? <sighs> Watchmen. Mm. My I favorite. <laughs> My favorite breakfast food is. Oh, man. Well, so I do the shakes every day, but. And I really am not supposed to eat sugar, but. Probably French toast. Oh, just yeah. Like really, so with like chunks of the egg, like still on the side of the bread, you know? Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about that part, but I love French toast. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite app on my phone is. Ooh, probably IMDb. You use that so much. Yeah, because it's like people are like, who is this guy from? And it's like, let me just look. Yep. And then, yeah, you go down rabbit holes like so who directed this what else did he direct who else was in this yeah it starts to make you lose your mind yeah it really does um um um, um. my favorite outfit i've ever worn ever <laughs> oh man At why one outfit yes tim uh, what <laughs> One time I wore like really basic jeans and a white t-shirt. It was the first time I've ever done that in my adult life. It was a white v-neck t-shirt. This was before I even had red wings. I just had some like shoes that looked like red wings. Not even, they didn't even look like it. They just to me were hipster shoes, but they weren't. <laughs> so basically I wore jeans and a white v-neck t-shirt to like somewhere. And Levi Miller, if you know him, <laughs> said I look like Johnny Depp. So yeah. that was your favorite outfit. I mean, I don't know, but that's one that sticks out. Because I was like, shoot, a V-neck makes you 
Yeah. Was that, that was when you were first starting to own like a style? I was trying to, yeah. I remember when we were at that time of life and you were around all these guys who were like wearing cardigans and stuff and it was inspiring you. Yeah, and I was like, that just looks cozy. <laughs> but also like you could wear it as an old man, you know? Yeah. But not like basketball shorts, kind of cozy, but like. Right, right. Just really cozy. Yeah. I really like a, the really cold water, Barton Springs and Austin. In Austin. Yeah, yeah. But my favorite just place is probably New York City. Oh, yeah. We both love New York City. It's a great place to be. Tim loves Comic-Con there <laughs> and oh, a lot yeah. of other things there. New York Comic-Con. I have a lot of pallies. Yes. Pallies? Pals? Yeah, you know, like, hey, old pally. Is that a thing people say? I mean, like 70 years ago, maybe. Okay. Um, the best piece of advice I've ever received was. Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I just did the quote thing. <laughs> I don't know. Best piece of advice? Should I just say another quote? Speak from the heart, Timmy. <laughs> Can it be from the same? I'll make, to make it easier, they all have to be from the same movie. So okay. the next quote from Batman Begins, he says, uh, it's not who you are underneath, but what you do that defines you. So once again, that quote's kind of turned on its head because that sounds like, like it doesn't matter who you really are, what you do defines you, which is a good quote. You know, that is good. But it also, it also was used in a very specific context, which to me suggests it's saying a lot of people may never know like who you really are, but that's still like, that's still who you are. You know what I mean? Mm. Who you really are is, to, is what matters. And a lot of people are never going to see that, mm. you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What can I say? That's good advice. I'm so sick. I would say. You know? Yeah. You are sickly. I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, I think, I mean, I'm just randomly deciding to answer this one question. Yeah, hit me with it. Um, well, this is more of a quote, and I cannot remember the name of, it was an author who said it. We are human beings, not human doings. I love that. It's a little bit funny, but it's also Dr. a little bit profound. It is not Dr. Seuss, actually. <laughs> um, but I love that because I tend to definitely... Um, put too much emphasis on the doing compared to the being and it's really not a healthy way to live and so kind of making that pivot gradually in my life has been a game changer and then the other piece of advice is live below your means and I think that's more than financial advice because it really leads to a lot of it has a lot of ripple effects that are really beneficial in life okay Back to answering, you, you answering, me asking. Rapid fire. <laughs> My role model is. Uh, I just have so many. You know what I mean? You can list a couple if you want. Or pick your top one. Can I just pick one like that I've said over and over and explain why? Sure. Okay, Aragorn. <laughs> because, <laughs> because Aragorn is like very, very gentle, you know? He, like, sees a horse and slowly pets its head, you know, and he, like, approaches everything with a certain grace. But then he's also, like, this, like, action hero all throughout The Lord of the Rings, you know. He's, like, fighting, like, so many people, orcs at once. It's, like, jaw-droppingly awesome. So I want to know, I want to know the difference between when to be gentle and when to be, like, a warrior and how to have both, you know? 
Yeah. Also, Aragorn spent his whole life not being king, but then he decided to be king, which is kind of like what I was saying, how, you know, supporting character versus main character. Yeah. yeah. You know? And now it's not that you've lost your, like, supporting qualities, but you've gained the, like, openness to being a leader, which is only beneficial. Yeah, you know what I mean? I leveled up, basically. Yeah. You've, get, you've like, broadened your capacity, I guess. Like... I could shoot arrows like Legolas still, probably, but, you know. Yeah, you absolutely could. Okay, um, and I love what you were saying about gentleness and warrior and kind of finding a way to have both mm-hmm. existing. Your gentleness is one of the first things that attracted me to you. All shots. Um, what are you learning about right now? Uh, well, I'm learning about making movies that's for darn sure and just yeah like he's comes with that. deep in it right now just, yeah or just just learning about being creative being like an artist i guess yeah because thinking of something is like the easiest part the idea is the easiest part you know it gets a lot harder after that but it's good you know totally totally you like you've been learning what it looks like and feels like to really see a project all the way through. Yeah, and that is like that's where I feel like my best self. Yeah. You look at something that something you've made, you know, that like literally only exists because of you. Like I can't even say that about Eva because Kaylee did ninety nine percent of the work, you know. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like this. Yeah, that's an awesome feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my style icon is. My style icon? Yes, Tim. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Who was it? You were just saying anything this person would wear, I would wear. Yeah, but I was kind of joking because he has such an OTT out. Was that on the podcast just now while we were yeah, talking? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a different conversation. <laughs> that was. I was talking about Jason Momoa, but he's oh, right, more right. like, I just admire that he just does it. You know, right. I don't know if it would work for me. <laughs> I'll say Keanu Reeves, maybe, you know, because okay. again, he just kind of does it. It's not really the stuff I'd wear necessarily, but just like his attitude. The attitude about it. That's what it all comes. Oops. Yeah. That's what it all comes No, 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 no. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Anything Obi-Wan okay. Kenobi's ever worn, ever, I would wear every day. Are you sure that you want to change your answer to that? You, it's up to you. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. I'll say both. It. Both. Okay. Either one. Keanu They're Reeves great. or Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm in. Why Obi Wan? <sighs> because he feels like me. Okay. I love him so much. <laughs> That's just such a pure answer. <laughs> okay. Um, I love what I do because. Well. I do a lot of things, and I do love a lot of the things I do. Um, I guess I'm just having trouble picking one thing that I consider is what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't pick one thing that's... What about, like, your current just life spot that you're in? Well, we're in very precious days with, like, Eva being little and... Yeah, we've had a time of like, yeah, just 
everybody being in the same place, friends being close, family. And I just love being in it, I guess. Yeah. Being in this, in this moment. A lot of togetherness mm-hmm. and like treasured moments happening. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. That was the rapid fire round. <laughs> wow. How, Tim. It went so fast. <laughs> How can people connect with you online? Oh, well, I'm not really on Facebook, but you know what? Heck, follow me on Facebook. How <laughs> it's a friend work? request. Okay, yeah. I don't know. That's not really a thing. Friend me, you know? Okay. <laughs> I don't know much about Facebook at it's all. It's more like you really know the person if you send okay, a friend request. Okay. So don't follow me on Facebook. But Instagram. Uh, I have an Instagram. Do you want to share what it is? Well, I'm trying to remember because you changed it. Isn't it Timothy Joel Barnett? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 20, Timothy Joel Barnett. T-I-M-O-T-H-Y-J-O-E-L-B-A-R-N-E-T-T. Yeah. That's me on Insta. And that's pretty much the only way to connect with me online, I'd say. You can check out my Vimeo. I have a Vimeo. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did they find that? Uh, Just type Timothy Barnett on Vimeo and there's a picture of me and Eva like on a couch. That's me. Cool. But my movie movies are still, they're like private. So you can just see like little music video things i've done cool 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 um is there anything else you'd like people to know as they're following along on social media with me yes (laughs) i don't post very much so that's something to keep in mind i i kind of post ironically on there so that's something to keep in mind uh yeah keep that in mind (laughs) keep that close a heartwarming end uh, to the episode um thank you tim for coming on the podcast thank you kaylee i really appreciate it and it made me very happy all right thanks chip is there anything else you would like to say uh good afternoon good evening and good night (laughs) another movie reference that's a good one okay if you know what that movie is leave a comment on our latest instagram post that wasn't even planned yeah okay um thank you tim glad we're married thank you kaylee glad we're married it's been really nice working with you yeah it's been great thanks have a great night see ya see ya Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode um, with me and my husband, Tim. It was a lot of fun to record and hopefully it was fun to listen to as well. Um, I thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please connect with this podcast on Instagram um, at the Life and Style Podcast. And if you love this podcast, oh my goodness, we would be so grateful if you would take a moment to share on social media and or um, leave us a review. It really helps us grow and reach more people. We will be back next week with a brand new episode. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye, friends.